Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, my name is Simone and this is Girl Tale. Hey, Tailblazers. I'm Rebecca Cunningham and this is Girl Tales, a kid's podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Grownups, if you would like to hear your child's name at the top of our next tale, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. Now, on to our episode. This is It's a Spectacular Life. Enjoy! I'd like to tell you about a friend of mine. Her name is Bailey George, and today is usually Bailey's favorite day of the year, Christmas Eve. But today, on this particular Christmas Eve, well, Bailey needs our help. Before I tell you why, sit down. If you're going to help a gal, you want to know something about her, don't you? Close your eyes. Picture a girl with big, curly hair, deep dimples, sparkling eyes, a wide smile, and denim overalls covered in paint and glitter. (laughs) See her now? That's Bailey George. Bailey is 12 years old, and she's covered in craft supplies because Bailey makes Christmas ornaments. Okay, I really undersold that. Bailey doesn't just make Christmas ornaments like a regular kid at an elementary school holiday fair. Bailey is a renowned 
master ornament maker. Her glass globes are like nothing you have ever seen. People from all over come to Freshwater Falls every Christmas to see them. Oh right, I should explain a bit about Freshwater Falls. You all know the town of Freshwater, of course, and Freshwater is a part of a county called, naturally, Freshwater County. And within that county, just a short walk from my house actually, is Freshwater Falls, near the waterfalls. Get it? It's a picturesque small town with a picturesque small town square, and everybody, I mean everybody there, knows Bailey George. Remember how I said people from all over come to see Bailey's ornaments? Every Christmas Eve, Freshwater Falls holds the annual Freshwater Falls ornament auction and tree lighting to raise money for Bailey's favorite place in Freshwater Falls, the public library. And I know auction sounds like a boring word, but it is a blast. There is apple cider and hot chocolate and gingerbread cookies and carolers and reindeer and a big, huge, massive pine tree full of colorful, shiny ornaments, all made by Bailey. And every year we gather around the tree as Bailey unveils her latest and greatest handcrafted Christmas creations. Everyone bids and bids and bids and bids. I'm telling you, these ornaments are that beautiful. But Bailey is more than a prodigy. She's a daughter to her dads, Lionel and Henry, and a big sister to her little sister, Zuzu. In fact, Bailey cherishes the title of big sister more than the title of master ornamenter. For years, she'd beg and beg her dads for a sibling. So when Zuzu came along, she decided she would be the best big sister a big sister could be. Let's go back in time a bit so I can show you what I mean. You can do it, Zuzu. Don't be scared, Bailey shouted as she let go of Zuzu's bicycle and let her find her balance. This was two years ago when Bailey was 10 and Zuzu was five. Bailey knew Zuzu was ready. She'd spent the whole summer teaching her how to ride. Zuzu had just lost her two front teeth and Bailey kept reassuring her. Even if you do fall down, at least you can't knock your teeth out. Bailey cheered Zuzu on as she pedaled down the freshwater falls pathway. Woohoo, go Zuzu, you got it girl, ride that bike her little legs going faster than Bailey knew they could. She laughed as Zuzu cackled and shouted. <laughs> the wind's making my teeth holes whistle. <laughs> Bailey had never been a prouder sister than in that very moment. But just as she was taking in the blissful scene, wondering how she could capture it in an ornament, Zuzu's front wheel started to swerve. Zuzu lost control of her bike and fell clean off of it into the very cold pond. Now Bailey was not one for cold water, but she dove in after Zuzu anyway. 
The coldness was like little pins on her body, but she paid those needles no attention as she pulled a shivering Zuzu out of the pond and onto the grass. Bailey hugged Zuzu tighter than ever. I'm so sorry, Zuzu. Are you okay? She asked. Zuzu looked up to Bailey, smiled a quaking smile, and said, At least I didn't knock my teeth out. Whew. Zuzu was just fine. In fact, she loved telling her friends about how she got that scrape on her knee. I biked too hard, but my big sister saved me, she boasted. Now you may be thinking, Rebecca, get to the stuff about why Bailey needs our help today. Also, isn't this supposed to be a Christmas story? What's with all the tangents? But don't worry. I told you the story of Zuzu on the bike because it plays a very important role in Bailey's life. You see, after saving her sister in the cold, cold pond, Bailey developed an ear infection. She can hear just fine and it doesn't hurt anymore, but sometimes ear infections can make people a little wobbly. You know, like their equilibrium is off. Huh, I didn't even know I knew the word equilibrium. Anyway, Ever since that day, Bailey kinda, sorta, sometimes, pretty often, knocks into things or, you know, breaks a vase here and there. But no one faults her for it. Well, no one but herself from time to time. And that's another thing you need to know about our little ornament elf before I get to our story, which I am getting to. Bailey is what many grown-ups might describe as a perfectionist. She won't stop at something, be it a homework assignment or an intricate ornament, until it is exactly to her liking. And even then, she sees room for improvement. As you could imagine, perfectionists can be a little hard on themselves. But today, today, Bailey was feeling great. At first, and yes, this means I'm finally, finally getting to our story. And soon, you'll know why Bailey needs our help. Bailey woke up inside her cozy home on Stewart Street at the crack of dawn. Her studio, where she makes her ornaments, is in the George family's backyard. The moment her boot crunched in the fresh sheet of soft white morning snow, she knew this was going to be an exceptional Christmas Eve. She took a deep breath in, feeling the cold winter air fill her throat, and watched a thin cloud release from her mouth as she breathed out. <sighs> okay, Bailey she whispered to herself as she left the still winter morning and entered her studio. This ornament will be the most spectacular ornament Freshwater Falls has ever seen. Bailey must have entered a real flow state because hours had gone by without her even noticing when her dads and Zuzu entered her sparkling studio. Time to wrap it up, kiddo. There's an annual Christmas Eve auction slash tree lighting party thingy that needs an ornament. Wait, wait, just a couple more minutes. It's almost perfect. Bailey spun around in her swivel stool, which made her lose her balance a bit and accidentally knocked a cup of paint across the floor. Watch it, Bailey! Oops, a pox upon me for a clumsy lout. 
No, there's no pox upon you, but there is a ticking clock. It's go time. Wait, Zuzu interjected and ran up to Bailey. Her fists closed. I found these outside her house, Bailey. You can put them on your ornament this year. Zuzu's little fist opened to reveal three teeny tiny pine cones. Bailey looked at them and smiled politely. Um, those don't quite go with my ornament's whole vibe. See, Zuzu? Bailey scooched her stool back and gestured to a very big, very shiny, very detailed ornament that was an exact replica of downtown Freshwater Falls in globe form. There was the big clock in the middle of the town, the barbershop, the bakery, the post office, the library, all of it painted in shiny bright colors lined with glitter and gold. Bailey looked up to her dads who were speechless, the ornament reflecting back to her four times in their eyes. I think it does, Zuzu piped up. They can go here, see? Zuzu reached up and held the mini pine cones near the little painted park on the ornament. This is very breakable, Zuzu. Here, give me those. Maybe I'll um, figure out where to put them later. Bailey gave her dad a wink as she put Zuzu's pine cones in her pocket. Moments later, the George family arrived in Freshwater Falls Square. A big banner hung above the open-air stage that read, Freshwater Falls Annual Ornament Auction and Tree Lighting Party Extravaganza. Every inch of the space was covered in garlands, lights, holly, poinsettias. The air smelled like nutmeg, ginger, cinnamon, and chocolate. As Bailey proudly and carefully carried her beautiful bauble beneath a velvet sheet towards the tree, her friends and neighbors called out to her. There she goes, Freshwater Falls big celebrity, Bailey George. You're gonna raise more money than ever before this year, Bailey George, we know it. There's no way that ornament is prettier than last year's, Bailey. It simply cannot be done. I'll bet it is. Leave it to Bailey George to outdo herself. And Bailey blushed and beamed and sure hoped they were right. Bailey had done this many times now, so she knew exactly what to do. She sat on the stage as the mayor of Freshwater Falls gave a speech. Last year, we raised $5,000 for the library. Thanks to the immense talents of our own Bailey George and the generosity of all of you. So, Get your bidding paddles ready, folks, because it is time to do it again. Bailey, let's see the ornament. The crowd buzzed in anticipation and cheered Bailey on as she stood up from her chair, her covered ornament in hand. Bailey took a deep breath and put one foot in front of the other, but then she fell forward and we all screamed. Before Bailey's very eyes and the many eyes of Freshwater County, the ornament under the velvet sheet shattered in hundreds, maybe thousands of shining pieces. Bailey's eyes welled with tears as she looked at the shining sharp shards before her. <laughs> she covered her eyes and sobbed into her hands then ran off the stage and all the way out of the town square. 
Bailey ran and ran and ran until her feet couldn't run anymore. <laughs> oh no. She looked up and realized she ran all the way to the rickety bridge at the entrance to the town. A large sign loomed behind her reading, Welcome to Freshwater Falls, where freshwaters fall. She slumped against the bridge, her feet pumping as if they each had their own little beating heart in them. What am I going to do? Bailey asked herself. What have I done? Oh, Bailey, George, you clumsy kid. If only I wasn't so clumsy. If only I, if only I never jumped in that pond and got that ear infection. If only I was more careful. If only I didn't just ruin everything. Her tears felt hot against her cold cheeks. She continued to sob. I could never show my face in Freshwater Falls again. Everyone was depending on me. They said so themselves. They must be so mad at me. So, so disappointed. I may as well just run away. Yeah, that's it. I'll run away. Freshwater Falls is better off without me. Okay, now finally we are all caught up. So you may wonder why I am about to start talking in the present tense, if those are the kinds of things you notice. Side note, if you do, you are going to do great in high school English. And it's because this is the moment where our story really begins, where you come in. See, I have another friend of mine. Her name is Clarice. And Clarice, this is going to sound wild, but... Clarice is an angel. She's 273 years old, and she does this thing where she comes to people in their time of need, but she has to be called first. It's like a kind of word of mouth, friends referring angels to other friends kind of deal. I know her because she helped me back in April 2020 when I was about to, um, I'm ashamed to say this, give myself bangs. <laughs> But Clarice being 200-something years old naps a lot. And since she lives all the way up in the sky, she needs to be woken up. So on the count of three, we are all going to call for Clarice and shout out her name. Are you ready? All right. One, two, three. Clarice! Ooh, hear that? That means she heard us. Now, let's get back to Bailey. Bailey sits on the bridge, her head in her hands. I guess if I'm going to run away, I, I better go now. But as Bailey stands, she knocks right into Clarice. Sorry, excuse me, Bailey says. Don't sweat it, Bailey George. Clarice grins and Bailey looks at this stranger, perplexed. How do you know my name? She asks. Because I'm your guardian angel. Name's Clarice. Clarice extends her hand to a skeptical Bailey. Bailey looks down at this strange lady's hand then notices something to make the whole strange thing stranger. 
Clarice's feet are hovering just an inch or so off the ground. Gah! Bailey shrieks. Clarice notices her mistake. Whoops, I forgot you guys put these things all the way on the ground. With a thunk, Clarice plants her feet on the ground. So, you, you really are an angel? Bailey asks. Yup, in the flesh. I've come down to help you. I hear you're thinking of running away, huh? What gives? Bailey slumps and tells Clarice her story. Her whole story. The one you just heard. And that's why I have to leave. It would just be better for everybody if I wasn't in Freshwater Falls at all. In fact, they'd probably all be better off if I was never ever born in the first place. Bailey clenches her fists and shoves them inside her coat pocket, her knuckles grazing against Zuzu's pine cones. Well, now you've done it, Clary says. You've gone and said something like that in front of an angel. Before Bailey has a chance to question what Clarice could mean, Clarice puts her thumb and index finger into her mouth and whistles a whistle louder than a train whistle. Bailey covers her ears and scrunches up her face. You think you're better off having never been born? Clarice announces. Well, now you can see for yourself if you're right. You have never been born. All right, lady, Bailey says. Maybe your feet hovering trick was pretty cool, and maybe you did appear out of nowhere. But yeah, right. Bailey, having just about enough, shoves her fists back into her pockets. But this time, no pine cones. That's odd. And as Bailey turns to walk away, she stops in her tracks as she notices something different about the big sign. Welcome to Fall Water Fresh? where falling waters are very fresh? That's a terrible slogan. Where am, how did? Clarice appears beside her and puts her arm around Bailey's shoulders. Things are a little different around here, Bailey George. Come see. With a snap of her angelic fingers, Bailey and Clarice appear in the middle of town. And Clarice is right. It's different. Where are all the Christmas decorations and the auction? The air doesn't even smell like Christmas. It just smells like air. Clarice explains. Bailey, you were never born, remember? And since you were never born, that means your ornaments were never made. So, no ornament auction. Then Bailey realizes something. She runs to the end of the street, where a sad, empty lot sits. Where is the library? Clarice appears beside her again. No Bailey, no auction, no library funding. I'm sorry, Bailey, but this is real. This is what fresh water fall, I mean, fall water fresh, terrible name would be without you in it. Bailey keeps running. She runs and runs all the way to 737 Stewart Street. Dad, Dad, Bailey shouts as she approaches the only home she has ever known. But it is not a home at all. 
just an empty, shuttered building that was maybe once a house. No decoration, no Zuzu's blue bike, which is always propped up at the gate. Where is everybody? Your dads and Zuzu don't live here anymore, Bailey. In fact, because you were never born, Zuzu was never born. Because... But Bailey finishes Clarice's sentence for her. Because I asked for a little sister. Bailey bursts into tears again. Wouldn't you? And begs Clarice. Okay, Clarice, I see now, I get it. I don't care if I've disappointed the whole town or if they're mad at me. Just bring back fresh waterfalls, bring back the library, and please, please, please bring back my baby sister. Bailey sinks to the ground and cries into the snow. She cries and cries until she falls fast asleep. It's the sound of the rushing river that eventually wakes her up. Bailey rubs her eyes and looks around. She's back on the rickety bridge, and there's no Clarice in sight. How in the... Bailey asks nobody before she jumps to her feet and looks for the sign. Welcome to Freshwater Falls! (gasps) Yeah! I'm home! I'm back! I'm home! Bailey jumps into the air, twirls around, and hugs the pole that holds the big Freshwater Falls sign. She pats herself up and down. But am I alive? Have I been born? She reaches her hand into her pocket and... Zuzu's pine cones! Yippee! Look, Zuzu's pine cones! I have to get to Zuzu! I have to get to the auction! Bailey runs back across the rickety bridge. She passes snow-covered pine trees and houses covered in wreaths and lights. She feels the snowflakes falling against her smiling face, and every few minutes she screams out, I'm alive! Woohoo! Bailey George is alive! Finally, she is back at the town square, just as she left it. Well, before the whole Clarice making her not born thing. Zuzu? Dad? Dad? Zuzu? Everyone in the county is there. All of us. And when we see Bailey, we let out a collective sigh of relief. Bailey! Bailey's dads and Zuzu emerge from the crowd of worried freshwater countyans and give her the longest, warmest, tightest group hug she has ever known. She kisses each of them on the cheek over and over again. You're here! You're here! You're really here! Bailey, we looked all over for you. We were worried sick. Where have you been? Her dad cries. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll tell you later. You won't believe it. But first, first, I have to apologize too. But as Bailey starts to address the crowd, a bright gleam catches her eyes. We all follow her gaze from the crowd to the stage, to the tree, where a large ornament hangs right in the middle, perfectly lit. Is that my ornament? Bailey's smile grows across her face as she takes it in. What was once her perfect ornament is now something else, a hodgepodge of hot glued shards in a funny shape, looking absolutely nothing like it was supposed to. We did our best, Bailey. It was high time you made an ornament. It's not perfect, but we all chipped in. And Bailey smiled as a tear fell down her cheek. It's not perfect. Yet. 
and we all watched as Bailey approached the glued-up glob of glass, reached into her pocket, and tied three tiny pine cones to the top of the ornament. She stood back, took it in, and said, It's the most spectacular ornament I have ever seen. That night, as predicted, Bailey's perfectly imperfect ornament raised more money than last year, and the year before that, and the year before that. Bailey stayed in Freshwater Falls and never, ever even thought about running away again. That was It's a Spectacular Life, written by Delaney Yeager, produced by Chad Chennai, performed and executive produced by me, Rebecca Cunningham. Girl Tales is a Cordelia Studios production. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Grownups, if you would like extra stories for your tailblazers to listen to, like the original Alice's Adventures in Wonderland or The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, performed by me, well, there's only one place to get it. Head to patreon.com slash girltales and join Team Dorothy or above. And grownups, you can also find Girl Tales and Cordelia Studios on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And hey, if you love this story, share it with a friend. Oh, and remember, I believe in you.